Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story in an arcade pizza place. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, don't want to follow the rules of the log hall road? Sure, go right on through. For context, I, 27-year-old female, work for a small local security company. We mainly do oil and gas and logging roads. I typically work pipeline security, but I'm between sites at the moment waiting for the spring breakup. When the ground starts to thaw and heavy equipment and trucks can't operate because this is swampland. Before breakup, they've got a 24-7 log haul happening on one of the big logging roads in our area. Now, because of this, traffic going against the log trucks is being restricted by us. I sit down at the far end of the log road and control who can go through the wrong way. This is limited to three companies and their subcontractors because their sites are close to my end of the road and they don't interfere with the log trucks. Any company that is in violation of this rule receives a $10,000 fine and their road use privileges are affected. In this case, they can still only travel one way on the road once breakup hits and the log haul has to stop, until the logging company says otherwise. One company in particular has been one massive pain this whole time. Let's call them Stupid Inc. for privacy reasons. Now, Stupid Inc. site sits about halfway down the log road. They have to go down to the far end of the road and drive the same direction as the log trucks. Well, they don't bother telling their subcontractors this, so all day, every day, I'm busy turning these guys away. One morning last week, this big pickup pulls up, and I ask the usual of, where are you headed? He gave me the kilometer number of where the site is. It's Stupid Inc. Only he gives me a different company name, a subcontractor. We'll call that one Jerk Company. I inform the guy that he couldn't go this way, and he lost it, starts cursing and swearing yelling about how it's complete BS and I shouldn't be allowed to do this. He tells me he's gone this way down the road plenty of times when he's not working and it's never been an issue. The thing is that private users, so just regular people, are technically allowed. Legally speaking, we can't stop them as roads are public to a degree. There's a whole thing that I'm not going to get into. Private users are allowed to use the road, though we strongly caution against it. Alright then, I'm a private user and you can't stop me. I said, you just told me that you're here for work, but alright, if you say so, you've been warned. And he floors it down the road. What followed was a four-day manhunt. I immediately notified the road patrol supervisor, as well as road patrol, and my boss. I was asked questions for four days while they tried to identify this guy. Because he said he was going to work for Stupid Inc., they got hit with a fine. Of course, this didn't go over well with them either. Next thing I know, the site superintendent is asking me tons of questions about the guy. When I said he worked for Jerk Company, well, that didn't go over well. From my understanding, Jerk Company was at risk of losing the contract they had with Stupid Inc. over this. Jerk Company then started digging around and I heard they found out who it was and the guy lost his job over it. The kicker? He wasn't even working for Stupid Inc. that day. The superintendent told me they didn't have Jerk Company out working on anything. 
One of his employees had seen the truck I described way on the other side of Stupid Inc.'s site. He hadn't even stopped there. As far as anyone knows, he was actually there as a private user, and had he just as said as much, none of this would have happened. I mean, you can't blame OP, they were just doing their job, and they did it exactly as they were supposed to. This guy was warned amply. I just think this whole setup is really, really, really weird sounding, where like, average people are like, oh, yeah, I guess go right on through, you've been warned. But like, if you're working or happen to be working in that direction, they have the power to be like, you're gonna lose your job. I don't know, the whole thing's just kind of weird. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, want me to punch in on the work clock? Fine, now deal with overtime pay. I, 31-year-old male, started working for my uncle two years ago. He has a company with some business partners of his. My work is now being directly under him, learning every perk of running the business and also being a personal assistant to him. We settled on a contract in which I'd receive a fixed monthly amount with a bonus of an additional salary by the end of every year. And while I had no overtime pay, I had total control of my work schedule, and by total, I meant total, where I could come to the job just three days a week as long as I delivered results. My uncle knew my work ethic, so it's kind of a win for him since when needed, I would work 60-65 to hours of work if needed to. Also, I could work during a holiday. We have around 10-12 to festivities days that are non-working days. If I were to put it into an American perspective, it's just as if we had over 10 July 4th holidays during the year. Also, I was available on call nearly 24-7 if anyone needed anything from me related to work. Work was running great until September last year when my uncle took a couple of days to travel to another state to meet new clients and one of his associates, let's call him Gordon, took his role in the company for those days to support some of his roles. Due to having worked a 14-hour shift the day before the travel and also having two 12-hour shifts the week before, I was dead tired. And since we had little to no work piled up, I took an early leave the first day he was there and arrived way after lunch the day after, then started working normally from the third day until he came back a week later. He was furious at my attitude berating my uncle for even contracting me in the first place, since I don't even work full regular hours and demand among the other business partners, the company has in total six owners including my uncle, that I at least punch in my working hours and if I don't meet the quota, those would be deducted from my monthly payment. There's a ton of labor laws where I live, employees have a certain amount of hours required to work each month. Every hour short of that is deducted from the monthly payment, and every hour beyond is paid as overtime. Other partners backed up Gordon's claim, stating that I needed more supervision on what I was doing, which my uncle was forced to comply. His only remark was, since we're doing by law, it means that we'll also pay him overtime according to the law, right? They all agreed, and from October forward I would start punching my hours on the job every day. Cue the malicious compliance. That was exactly what I did. Gordon was expecting a decrease on my pay due to being in the company, at least my busy week since I arrived, when in fact I usually pulled a crap load of overtime. Also, if they need to call me after I left, they have to punch in the hours from the moment I left. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Until they finish the call, resulting in free overtime pay. One more thing, by the law... The rate of overtime pay increases the more overtime is done in a month. It's a really weird formula. But to simplify, my average overtime hours pays a third higher than the average overtime hours of other employees that have the same monthly salary as me. My monthly income is now 30% higher due to the overtime I started receiving and in a busy month that could get even close to 50% higher. Even though I'm actually working a little less than before, And Gordon can't go back in the same situation as before, since my uncle made sure that once I started punching my hours, there was no going back, and all partners approved. This was one of those weird times where nepotism actually was benefiting the company, and yet they were all too stubborn to realize that they had a hard worker who was basically accepting doing free work for at least a portion of their time. Our next story is, I'm not allowed to carry materials or tools through the front door. Let me start off by saying I work in commercial construction, that is to say I build offices and the like. Not the building themselves, but the office space within said buildings. There are certain groups of people that I have to face on the start of each job. The front desk security teams, the building operations managers, and the like. Typically, any materials need to be brought in through the building's loading dock and moved into their freight elevator. That's fine. Things can be a little different if working on the ground floor, but usually all materials come in through the loading dock. One job recently was only 20 feet from the entry door leading into the construction site. We didn't try to buck the system in place and still brought all our materials through the loading dock. We even took the opportunity to bring the majority of our needed tools, along with a vacuum and brooms and anything else we could think of. After parking, I brought my lunch bag and tool belt, no drills, over my shoulder in through the entry door. Then the magic happened. The security guard was there and told me to walk around the building because I knew better than to bring tools through the entry door. I said, is my tool belt the issue? The security guard says yes. 
I say, so I can't carry it the 20 feet? They say, correct. So, as long as I don't carry it, I can come this way? They say, three for three. So I make sure its contents are all securely in place, place it on the floor, and drag it the 20 feet, and then pick it up. I say, have a great day. The security guard was hopping mad. As far as the fallout goes, the security guard always went out of his way to make sure he was there at that entry door to make sure nothing larger than a tool pouch was permitted. His direct supervisor approved that tool pouches and any tool bag that could be carried by one hand, but no more than one bag per person, could be brought in, as long as everything was secure with no chance of damaging the glass doors. The reason I found out for the loading dock only rule was that during the course of the life of the building to that point, seven glass doors had been broken or replaced by material deliveries or tenant deliveries. So on a whole, I do agree with this rule, but as others have pointed out, common sense should have been able to play a part of this. On a side note, the leasing agent thought it was hilarious when he heard about it. I like the way OP dealt with it. They could have just popped it on and that probably would have been fine if they just wore it. But I also kind of understand where they're coming from if they had seven glass doors that got broken. I mean, last thing they want to see is somebody carrying the tool pouch around and just kind of allowing it to flop around in their hand. You have some kind of tool knock into the glass and... Our next story is... Only work the posted hours. Many years ago, I worked at a place with lots of arcade games and pizza, similar to Chuck E. Cheese. I was hired to do maintenance, repair, and setup of these arcade machines. There was already someone there doing this, but they were never allowed to work more than 40 hours a week, and the place was open 7 days a week, 9 hours a day. 63 hours a week, not including prep for opening and cleanup after closing. At the end of my first shift, I was told that I was also expected to help with cleanup since everyone that worked closed had to help with cleanup. All of my shifts were closed shifts. This meant that I had less time before my morning classes than I expected when taking the job, but a few extra bucks was valuable to a starving college student. Fast forward about two months, new manager, fresh out of high school, gets his big boy boots on and starts making rules. First rule, a schedule with everyone's hours for the next week will be posted by Friday morning. Second rule, you must clock in before your posted shift start time, but not more than five minutes before your shift. Third rule, you must clock out at the end of your posted shift end time, no more than five minutes after. At the end of my first shift after these rules were created, I clocked out and left everyone else to do the cleanup. To be clear, it's not like I was getting time and a half overtime or anything. All I was expected was to be paid my normal rate, and they didn't want to pay even that, so I clocked out and left. At the beginning of my next shift, they were angry. They expected me to clock out and then work over an hour for free every single shift. These were only five-hour shifts, too. I refused. The next week, they posted a new schedule with my shift ending an hour later. Since everyone saw the list, they all got mad. I guess they were all just fine with wage theft until one person refused. The next week, everyone had an extra hour on their shifts. At this point, his wage theft scheme had failed. Fast forward a couple of weeks, and this new manager doesn't come in on Thursday. He doesn't come in until Monday. No schedule is posted. Monday afternoon, I go in to get my check and say, see you next week. I'm told my shift started half an hour ago. I say I made plans since I wasn't on the schedule. No schedule means I couldn't be on it. The manager pointed to a schedule posted on the wall, printed just hours before. 
after some of the shifts on it had already started. I thanked them for posting next week's schedule early and started to leave. Then I was threatened with termination and I kept walking. Came back a week later and talked with a daytime guy doing the same job. He said it was a bad week. Many machines were down and he was walking around with like $100 in tokens because he was spending much of his time giving refunds to the point that he didn't have enough uninterrupted time to make any repairs. He was also keeping a roll of masking tape with him to tape over the coin slots as the machines failed. This meant a lot more use on the remaining machines which started to show it quickly. I go to clock in and was told I'd been fired. I smiled and I walked out. I spoke with a daytime guy a while later. Apparently, they never filled my position. People with mechanical and electrical knowledge willing to work minimum wage are rare. Instead, he was getting 14 hours a week in time and a half overtime with a base pay almost twice what I was getting. This extra expense came out of the department budget, which also paid for replacement parts. Even before this, it was never enough to buy enough parts. This from the department budget thing was from the same manager. He didn't want normal payroll to go up. For a while, basically everyone was carrying around $20 in tokens to give refunds, but all the comps were unacceptable to the manager, so now only the sales desk could issue refunds. Which meant ordering pizza took forever, and many people just left angry rather than waiting for a refund. Most machines had tape over the token slots. This backup of the sales desk didn't last long, as few people were coming and no one was booking parties anymore. Other than staff, it was basically empty. It didn't even smell like pizza anymore. With no customers, the daytime guy finally had time to make repairs, but didn't have the parts to do most repairs. As far as I know, that manager stayed there until the place went under around 8 months after I was fired for not working a shift that his own rules said I could not work. Now, I don't know who the owner was of this franchise, but they must have been a pretty wealthy individual to not be able to witness the tank job that was going on at this place. I mean, surely it doesn't take a genius to see how few people are coming in, how much the profits are surely dropping, how many machines are down, probably even losing staff numbers. This place sounded like it was doomed to fail because it had no leadership at the top. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.